0: good morning good morning good morning the sun is shining the birds are chirping and you are breathing today is wednesday january 26 2022 my name is stephen cornegay and welcome to this is just a thought today's word of the day retrodict which means to use present information or ideas to infer or explain a past event or state of affairs. Retrodict. I hope everyone is enjoying their Wednesday midweek swing. Hump day is here. Weather's looking pretty good here in North Carolina. Uh, Yesterday got up into the 50s, but today the temperatures have fell back down into the 40s. Uh, Looks like we're going to get some snow, possibly, maybe an inch, if that. Looks like it's going to come in Friday evening or Friday night. Expect it to last into the early mornings of Saturday, and then it just stops. Uh, That's what, uh, second or third? This, I guess this makes the third week in a row we've gotten snow. Man, what is going on in North Carolina? Certainly is uh, an odd occurrence. Uh, I-, I can tell you I've been standing and living here in North Carolina all of my life, and we don't get snow like that. We just don't. It's usually a a, a a one and done. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, this is going to make the third week in a row. And, wow, just wow. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And, of course, as you all know, Omicron uh, is still on its uh, war path. COVID just is, just is. Uh, looks like the uh, CDC is coming out and, and saying still, hey, re- reminding folks to uh, be vigilant. Don't let don't let your guard down. Some states are seeing a, a, an increase. North Carolina has uh increase in COVID numbers. Uh, but for the most part, what they're saying is that um, Omicron, like I've said before, they're saying it's not that transmissible. It's highly transmissible, I should say but the the side effects or the effects aren't as severe as the delta variant, and it looks like we have a new uh, variant of omicron also that it, that is here in the United States, even here in North Carolina. And of course you know uh, other countries throughout the world uh they've already seen this this new variant also. man. I believe it's just like they said before that we're going to be dealing with this forever and ever because it, it, you know we're going to have different variants. And 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 they've also made the uh, assumption or, or hypothetical guess that it may replace the common cold. Uh, just like I said before, uh, I can remember in early two thousand they were uh, theorizing about this, and it looks like we're right here, twenty some odd years later. I guess COVID is the new cold, common cold, maybe, or maybe taking out the flu. Who knows? We'll see. We will see. But, man, uh, sadly, it looks like the uh, second police officer that was shot last Friday night in Harlem, New York, has passed. You remember those two officers that were uh, shot last Friday in Harlem, New York, during that ambush when they went into the apartment after receiving a 911 call from a lady saying that her son was becoming problematic? And and one other thing that came out is uh, they're saying that he had a stash of guns. And and I got to make a correction. Uh, I think I said he had a Glock 45. I think uh, I got to correct that. It was a Glock 40 with that uh, modification, with that drum round that held up to 70. And apparently they're saying he had some more weapons also. (laughs) Wow. Just wow. Uh, Friend, buddy, now looks like you got two murder charges hanging over you. And an attempted murder also, because I'm sure you returned fire to that third officer that ended up shooting you. Man, um, as far as that gun control and gun violence go, like I always say, uh, the guns aren't the problem. It's the people behind the trigger. It's those fools standing there pulling that trigger. But prayers to those officers' families. Uh, they've lost. Uh, they were young, young. I believe one was twenty-three or twenty-four, and and the one that just passed was twenty-seven. They were in the prime of their lives, and, and somehow, some way, they made a decision to uh, devote themselves to uh, serving the public and what they're saying also is that both, uh, were Hispanic. I believe they were Dominican and they, uh, of course they came along during that stop and frisk era. And rather than being, uh, hateful and resentful, they decided to become police officers and, and effect change. How about that? And, and sadly the outcome is this. Wow. Just wow. Um, You know, like I said, they're saying that the uh, perpetrator had behavioral problems because of some anti-police and anti-government material he had on his uh, uh, social media feed. Uh, Behavioral problem or no behavioral problem. That's uncalled for. That's not how civilized adults or beings behave. Uh, I know everyone has problems. I know we all have our quirks, if I could say that. I know we all have our likes and dislikes and pet peeves. I certainly have uh, quite a bit, quite a few, but I, I don't think I would ever come to, it would ever come to that point, that point right there. That's just, that's 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 just absurd. I, I do believe, uh, I really haven't heard anything about his condition, the perpetrator. I think they're saying, the last I heard he was uh, in the hospital, but uh Still haven't heard anything as it relates to his conditions, but yeah, you, you now have two murder charges on you, of police officers. You won't see the light of day again. You just won't. Probably lock him up for life. Uh, Get him some some mental health, I guess. And just like I've always said, I, I, I maybe it's me. I'm out on that proverbial limb again, but I, I would think someone with behavioral problems. Picking up a gun would be the last thing that I would do. That's just me. Others may say that's a way that they, they release their uh anger or frustrations or, or their behavioral difficulties. I guess. Whatever. Ah, that, that the mindset of, of people that whenever they have a discrepancy or disagreement or life has has gotten a hold of them, that they decide to pick up a gun, I, I I'll never understand. Never will uh, give you a pass on that because there's quite a few people here on this earth that have it worse off than you do, but they don't go ape crap and, and start harming people. They just don't. They just don't. I, I can't co-sign with that, whether it be because of race or class or economic uh, status. I won't give you that. I just won't. And I'm not. I'm just not. All right. All right. Let's go get it. I'm gonna make it kind of short and sweet today. It is uh, Wednesday, hump day. Got things to do. Got things to do. Looks like uh, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper announced last week that there's a create. There was a creation last year of uh, over twenty four thousand new jobs here in North Carolina, from some companies uh, from the U.S. and from foreign lands also. Now as it goes these creations of these new jobs, they came from 185 companies and uh, of course the cities and rural communities here in North Carolina that have been uh, the rural communities, man, they've been hit hard. You know, it, it's been a long process for rural communities after uh, the of course, you know, the tobacco and textile industry uh, closures and failures. So they pretty much, they've been, they're sitting or standing stagnant for years, decades, maybe. So it looks like they're getting some uh, economic prosperity. With it's also there's the part of an infrastructure program North Carolina has here also. Now, according to the North Carolina Department of Commerce, it's uh, the jobs have uh, bought in or are going to bring in 10.1 billion of capital investments to the state as a whole. Now, some of these companies are top projects where Apple and they're coming to Wake County and uh, the Research Triangle Park? They're opening a opening a major research and development campus that's going to bring three thousand jobs. Toyota is building its first North American plant for the batteries of electric vehicles. That's going to happen in Greensboro and Randolph County. That's going to give one thousand seven hundred and fifty jobs. Uh, there goes that Green New Deal. That 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 is uh. What they're talking about, and it ties right into what I spoke on uh, uh Monday when I when i had talked about uh the infrastructure to build back better. That's part of it. That this is it coming home to roost. All right, we'll see. And Fuji Films also is um they were coming to Holly Springs and, and that's in Wake County, and they're opening uh, the largest biopharmaceutical manufacturing facility in North Carolina. That is bringing 725 jobs. Right now in the rural counties that I spoke of that, that have just been economically just destroyed and been stagnant for uh, decades. Like I've said, and, 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 what they're saying is, of course, you know they've been in economic distress. Like I said, after that textile and 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 uh, tobacco tobacco companies and and failings and and closures, they were just sitting there, hurting bad, hurting bad. Now, uh, Whitewater uh, a Marine Group, which is a, a subsidiary of Bass Pro Shops, I guess they build boats and other uh, fishing equipment. They're going to open uh, a facility in bring 500 jobs to New North Carolina. Master Brand is a cabinet company. They will expand their manufacturing plant in Lenoir County, which is going to bring 464 new jobs to Kinston, North Carolina. And Abzina Holdings, a pharmaceutical, bio-pharmaceutical manufacturing plant, is going to bring 325 jobs to Sanford, North Carolina. Pollywoods, a furniture manufacturing company, is expanding its outdoor furniture furniture making plant, and it's going to bring three hundred jobs to Roxboro. That's right outside of Durham. Thermo Fisher Scientifics is expanding and creating two hundred and ninety jobs in Greenview, North Carolina. Champion Home Builders uh, has chose Pembroke to create two hundred and twenty five jobs for its production site. And then closing out, you have Glen Raven, which is a, a fabric company, old textile company, and they're creating 205 jobs in Carolina, North Carolina. Wow. Now, all of these jobs that are being created in the rural Part of the uh, of the state because that's what uh, they're focusing in on. Like I said, the rural part of, of of North Carolina, like many places in the United States, after the the farming and textile or, or whatever they had going on, a lot of those old uh, plants and mills were just just sitting there, and of course, no one had jobs. No one had any jobs, so they're bringing these jobs to these rural communities, and and, and partly uh, or wholly what. What has happened? They were created by uh, the Commerce rural, North Carolina Commerce Rural Economic Development Division, and they're saying that it's uh, 3,325 new jobs were supported by a 28.4 million dollar rural grant by the state's Rural Infrastructure Authority. Now, uh, from February of last year to December, they're saying that these uh, these, these companies. In the private sector, they have uh, put an investment of 1.22 billion for job creation and improved infrastructure for rural North Carolina. Now, if you're saying to yourself, "What is the uh, improved infrastructure?" Now, when you bring these big companies in, yeah, they may hire f- for for their labor force for some that are uh, you know are from that area. But then you got to also think about they're going to be bringing some folks in, so you got to improve that that county or or town's uh, infrastructure. So that's that one point twenty two billion is going to be used to uh, road improvements, uh, building homes, rental and ownership, and of course schools and medical facilities. That's part of infrastructure also, because a lot of those rural communities' hospitals were closed. You guys remember that, and that was going on across the nation also. So, it didn't really say or 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 imply anything about those hospitals that were shut down. I, I would imagine that they're going now. Uh, they're going to have to do something with with those hospitals, like that. Like I said, they they've been sitting there also, along with those old textile mills and 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 tobacco barns. <laughs> if you remember those, it, it they're going to have to do something. That that's part of the infrastructure also. So uh, these improvements, um, the money's been put to good use. We got to build back North Carolina. And, and I don't mean to sound like old President Biden. Oh, side note, by the way, I I don't know how I forgot to mention this. Uh, I, I'm sure everyone has heard his, uh, I won't call it slip. Uh, he had a little bit of a temper tantrum <laughs> when asked some questions by a Fox reporter I didn't see anything wrong with the, the, the reporter's question. It was just asking about, you know, the economy, the uh, inflation. And and I guess President Biden didn't want to ask or didn't want to hear from him because he called him by his name and then called him a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Our president. Wow. What a slip. Uh He is that uncle or grandfather that you hide in the basement when you have company. (laughs) Yeah, the president of the United States had a moment, had a meltdown, looks like. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he didn't like the uh, question the reporter was asking, so he let him have it, (laughs) hot mic and all. (laughs) All right, let's move along here. Uh, enough of that with president biden but yeah I, I uh these there most definitely has to be some improvement in these rural areas with the infrastructure not just bringing the jobs in you can bring the jobs bring these companies in these you can make all these investments but if if you don't have any improvement on your in your infrastructure a lot of companies <laughs> uh they probably will cut back and then pick up and move so yeah they have to um they have to do some improvement with the, with these infrastructures. And, and also the, the government stated that uh, the allure for uh, these major companies was, of course, the, the talented workforce we have here in North Carolina, quality of life, and the welcoming communities. Employ And what he said was employers know their business can grow stronger and thrive, as well as these communities also, these rural communities. Because when you put money in, you bring jobs in, you improve that infrastructure, yeah, these communities are going to thrive like they did once before. Um, I know many people will say, and going back to that textile and, and the tobacco industry, I know many people have said and will say, well, that was a sign of the time that way of doing business was done away with. And even I questioned when all of that was going on years and years ago, what are you going to replace it with? It seems like the United States, because this was going on across the country, not just here in the South, but it was going on, you know, in the Midwest also with the auto industry and in the upper North with, with uh, yeah, the auto industry, you know, the steel Pittsburgh was known for its steel. Uh, That steel was mainly used for construction and also used to make cars. So a lot of, a lot of towns in, in the United States. And a lot of states, they were hurt by this new way of or new thinking. So it looks like we're we're rebuilding and, and now we have something to replace all of that with uh, maybe a decade or so late. I never understood when they started closing all of these things. Now, I know about the tobacco side because there were a lot of law- lawsuits about how uh, Tobacco was harming and killing people and ruining people's lives, so they they sued the uh, cigarette manufacturing companies. Pretty much drove a lot of them out of business outright from the lawsuits and, and the judgments that were awarded. I said I can remember saying to myself, "Well, if you're going to close all of these uh, plants and, and textile, and you're sending all the jobs with the textile industry overseas, what are you going to replace it with?" Apparently, those that the, the powers that be. Hadn't thought that far ahead, and now here we are, 20 years later, two decades later, or going into three, maybe four decades later, they found something to replace it with the pharmaceutical industry, pharmaceutical and just flat out pharmaceutical industry and automotive. With uh, that green, the green new deal, you know, doing away with those old combustible engines, those big burks they're about to be done away with. And they replacing it with uh, battery-operated vehicles. So, just like I said, all of this plays into what I talked about with the the Build Back Better uh, program on Monday and infrastructure, uh, the training, and, and and part of that I was also talking about was those that people that were uh, resigning from those dead end jobs. So, here you go. Here's a, here's a new way a new way of life. If you're leaving that, uh, you know, like I said, the restaurant industry was hit hard. It was demolished. You're leaving the restaurant industry and you're thinking, well, what can I do now? Quite possibly. Here you go. You could get trained in this because I'm quite sure there's going to be a lot of training going on also. And also there's there's a part of uh, North Carolina specifically. And I, I'm not too sure about uh, the president's BBB bill where he talked about community colleges and and Here in North Carolina, a lot of money has been given to community college for this training. That's a plus. Not too sure about this BBB bill the president has, where he said he wants people to go to technical or or community colleges for free. I don't know how that's going to (laughs) happen. I don't see it happening. Um, I'm not even going to say it's good in theory. That's absurd to me. I I just don't think giving somebody an education is going to make them be more productive and more appreciative. Of it. But yeah, here in North Carolina, like I said, there's been a lot of money given to the uh, community college program and system to uh, set up these training courses for these new jobs. That's a plus. ties right into that resignation area era. So, yeah, if people were, are quitting their jobs and they're thinking to themselves, well, I, I know I don't want to go back into that. There's really no future in it. Here you go. Or you could um, get some of these other jobs from these other companies that are coming along. You know, that pharma, pharmaceutical, that bio-pharmaceutical industry, it, it, it is, uh, and I know specifically here in, in Durham, Durham Tech, and uh, Wake Tech also in Raleigh, they have some excellent programs. Uh, you complete the course in, I believe, it's six to eight weeks, and they set you up on job interviews, send you out and about. So, I mean, hey, there are jobs out here. You just have to be willing to go and get it. And, of course, you know, some would say, well, there's some that aren't willing. Well, that's their problem. There are jobs out here. We no longer can say, yeah, there are jobs out here, but they're not the jobs I want. Uh, Maybe it's not about what you want. It's about what you need. And if you're willing to change and grow, here you go. This is it. North Carolina, this is it. I think we're moving in the right direction. I just do, yeah, with these new companies coming and and I know they're gonna say where they had a lot of incentives and tax breaks, yeah, that's a part that's the cost of doing business. I gotta say, but with Toyota bringing that uh that new plant here and 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 that's gonna be uh geared towards. Building those uh, uh, batteries for these uh, green cars or electric cars—that's a plus. And with the other company that's uh, expanding a, a manufacturing plant, was that in Sanford? That those three hundred and twenty-five jobs, so they already have uh, jobs there. They're expanding, and maybe who knows? In a few more years, they w- will expand some more. So, if you're if you're thinking to yourself. Like I said, for those that that were saying, well, there's no jobs out there, and and there's nothing really I want to do. What are you going to do? Just just sit around and and, and loathe <laughs> and sulk. Because when it, with that Great Resignation era that they were saying, many people were saying, man, I don't want to go back to the restaurant industry, hotel industry, or any uh, pretty much any customer service driven industry where I'm dependent on uh, that being a way of doing business. This is it. It just is. You can pick up and start anew. Many people can't say that when they're done. You know? And the second part for me is uh, for those older, because the resignation era, it didn't just include the younger ones. What they were finding was a lot of older people around my middle age in their 40s and 50s, they were quitting jobs, too. They were resigning, too. They were taking stock in their lives, just like the younger ones were. So are they willing to be retrained in, in something in one of these industries that is coming to North Carolina? Uh, I think they will be. Uh, you, may, you may see more gray hair <laughs> than you're ready for. You just may. I think people as a whole, they're realizing As a result of this pandemic, they're realizing, hey, they're realizing their worth, not just the need for a job or career, but they realized their worth and they acknowledged that, hey, I am expendable. I can be replaced. There's no way around it. The job I do. Anyone can do it. You know, you can train a monkey that knows how to uh, or understands the utilization of its thumbs. It's nothing too thought provoking. So they're looking for a change. That's a plus. There's nothing to hang your head down about. I, it, it just isn't. It's never too late to start over. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone thinks. I know a lot of people will say, well, at a certain point in age, and that's been a, you know the, the mantra for many uh, I'm too young. I'm too old. You know, I'm in my 40s going into my 50s. I'm too old to change now. But what you're going to do, stay where you're at, where you're not happy. You're not productive. It's not challenging you anymore. So, yeah, I mean, hey, move on to something else that challenges I think that's that's part of the human psyche. At some point in time, when we've been somewhere for too long, yeah, we get comfortable, but somewhere, somehow, deep in the recesses of our minds, we know this ain't hitting for me. I I need a change. I got to make a change. So I think that's what a lot of people are doing. They're making a change. Hey, this is it. Just is. Just is. Yeah, back to that (laughs) President Biden... (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, but it was so funny because he just stood there looking at the guy. It was like, oh, what a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> it was it was um, I didn't quite uh, quite catch the full story, but I knew the reporter was asking him some questions and, and he was getting ready to ask him some questions about the infrastructure and the, well, the economy and the inflation. That's on a lot of people's minds, Mr. President. Inflation. and Just like I just told you about people that are, that are, are working or have been working and they're resigning. And, and, and many may be still at those jobs, those dead end jobs. And they're realizing what they're making ain't cutting it. it. It just can't buy anything. Food, clothes, utilities. Everything is going up. And also, President Biden uh, came out and said he was going to release some of the uh, crude oil to help lower the cost of gas. Why is the price of gas up? That's another thing part of inflation people are uh, irate about. I'm one of them. I I can't understand the reasoning for uh, uh, the gas hike. I just don't. But for him to stand up there and and, uh, I know everyone has a moment when they get irritated and frustrated with people hounding them all the time and you're trying to tell them the best way you can and, and they're still hounding and persistent with questioning and, and he just had a moment. I get that got that understand that That you, yeah, you should have held your tongue <laughs> because I saw that thing every 30 minutes. <laughs> your moment, your meltdown. Called it, guy. (laughs) Well, uh, understandable that he had that moment, but it may have been all uncalled for. The reporter was just doing his job. A lot of Americans are asking the same question, whether they come from conservative news uh, outlets or not. A lot of Americans, whether uh, conservative or liberal, are asking the same question as it relates to inflation. Why? What in the world is going on? you got some questions to answer, you just do, just do. But yeah, back to what I was originally talking about. Yeah, these jobs are a great plus for North Carolina. I don't see a problem with it. Hey, if you're looking to change uh, fields, here you go. They're there, jobs are there. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer, feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.